0: Now, let's take a look at the bigger picture. Hugh Roberts is with us, head of analytics at Insight. How are you feeling as we uh, end this first half of the year? I know there was good news and bad news, good news for energy, bad news for consumer discretionary. Um, tell me a little bit about your thoughts on what occurred, but more importantly, how we should
1: interpret them going forward. Yeah, um... So I guess we started by looking at the kind of um, bounce we've been seeing over the um, tail end of last week, beginning of this week in risky assets and thinking about how sustainable that is. I guess most investors are thinking, is this just a bear market squeeze uh, or is this the actual the bottom uh, that's come in and there's a turn higher uh, in equity markets? and if you remember from from other conversations we've had um quantum site is all about using macro factors in a quantitative way so it's a bit like people who look at um equity markets through smart beta stuff growth value momentum quality we do the same but using macros so growth inflation financial conditions risk appetite that kind of stuff and what our models show us is that uh, macro conditions overall for the S&P, for NASDAQ, for Russell, doesn't matter which corner of the equity market you're looking at, um, they still point lower. So it feels to us that the bounce that we've seen has had more to do with quarter-end rebalancing, good seasonals around early July, and less to do with macro fundamentals. So I'm afraid it's still a bit of a pessimistic outlook from our perspective.
0: Yeah, understood. What does it mean for the bond market? Um, You do see yields coming down some. In fact, the 10-year was below 3% today. Um, For investors, equities compared to investing in bonds at this point?
1: Yeah, exactly. I think obviously people look to the bond market as a potential lead indicator, and it does feel like the Mainstream narrative is shifting from fears about stagflation to fears about outright recession. And people are wondering that's if what market, the bond market and the money market are telling us. I and mean, certainly, if you look at some of the calendar spreads on the euro dollar strip or the, the general shape of the money market curve, and as your chart shows, you know, just straight 10 year bond yields, clearly growth concerns are starting to come to the fore for the bond market. I guess for an equity um, investor, that immediately turns people's attention to growth and technology plays. They've obviously been beaten up hugely. Does this mean this is a catalyst uh, for tech to start outperforming and follow bond yields lower? Um, again, on our models, sadly, at the moment, no. Um, you, know, you have to be very careful. That, you know, if you get a Sustained easing of financial conditions, lower real rates tighter credit spreads, clearly that's good for equity markets, but you have to work out why those moves are happening. And if the moves are happening because growth is deteriorating, commodities are rolling over, and there's a demand destruction recession dynamic, then that's not so good for equities. And at the moment, as I say, our our indicators, the, the framework that we have is pointing very much to the latter scenario.
0: Yeah, and as inflation is it's prevalent not only here in the United States, but also abroad, you do have a strong U.S. dollar, which is hard for our multinationals because when they sell something abroad, they just don't make the same money on X, whatever it is. Um, what's the global picture like, and why does it matter to investors here at home? What can investors think about here?
1: Well, I think that's a great question. I think when the dollar turns, and people are probably looking at dollar-yen most closely, simply because that's where the disparity between a hawkish Fed and a dovish BOJ is most acute, Um, I think that's a really good barometer to watch for broader risk appetite. You know, when we top out in dollar-yen, and quantum side, as I say, is a framework for capturing macro relationships, but we don't forecast, it. we don't say spot dollar-yen is going to be 135, 140 uh, a month, two months out, we're not in that business. Um, but when you do see a turn in dollar yen that will have huge ramifications across all asset classes it's a good proxy for people to be watching for the fed reaction function for risk appetite for carry trades so the, the fx market is it is a key key variable to be watching even if you don't actually trade currencies yourself
0: so what's the takeaway for an investor what, i mean is there a point where we'll start to feel that things are better um, is there a point where people may really want to put some
1: money to work, what will you look for? Absolutely. There will be. Bear markets do end as horrible as they feel um, at the time. Um, But I would just go back to the, the point I made at the beginning, which is that, you know, The quantum site framework includes economic fundamentals like growth and inflation. Um, It includes measures um, of risk appetite, like VIX, for example. And it includes all the metrics that you typically use in an FCI, a financial conditions indicator, real yield, slope of the yield curve, strength of the currency, uh, whether the Fed's hiking or cutting, whether they're unwinding their balance sheet or expanding the balance sheet. And we aggregate all that together to give an overall macro perspective and the overall macro perspective for risky assets at the moment, we can use the S&P 500 as an example, but it's equally applicable to NASDAQ, to Russell, to HYG for US high yield. Um, uh, the same picture emerges in that macro conditions are still, I'm afraid, trending lower. So it is too soon at this juncture on our models to be stepping in and calling a bottom in the 2022 bear market for risk assets.
0: But let's leave on a good news note here. You said several key measures of financial conditions that had deteriorated. Leave me on a good note here so I can take that away with me. Yeah,
1: Um, yeah, the glass half full. If we do get an easing of financial conditions, then that is a positive for equities. And you will get um, Mm. updates. You will get tactical rallies. Um, But I'll just go back to that point that if financial conditions are easing because markets fear a recession because the growth outlook is deteriorating, that is not a sustainable rally for risky assets. Um, so you really you need to look at the aggregate pitch you know just looking at real rates falling in isolation or or inflation break evens falling in isolation, those kind of simple two-factor correlations I'll work for a day or two potentially, but it's not a long-term strategy as far as we're concerned. You need a kind of a proper framework. So really, it's about the balance of the risks. So you're right, financial conditions can help at the margin, and that will be a key ingredient, but you need the macro fundamentals to improve for a long-term strategic rally as opposed to tactical upside plays.
0: Yeah, understood. Uh, Hugh Roberts, thank you so much. Great to see you. Thank you. Head of Analytics at Quant Insight.